As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is Conversations with People Promoting Mental Health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. The truth is there are a ton of ways to grow your brand, but I personally believe most people will benefit from focusing on one strategy at a time. You know, if you build on one strategy over time and you just get better over time, then you're going to have more of an impact. That's how you grow consistently over three months, six months, nine months, a year. That's how you make that major progress is focusing in one area. You don't need to do everything all at the same time. What's up, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Before we get started, make sure you sign up to the newsletter in the description below, man. Make sure you go ahead and sign up there. I'm sending out a ton of my new tools. Um, some really great surprises are coming very soon. Obviously, the newsletter is free. Who charges for a damn newsletter? And I'm going to send some of my previews of the Milestone System. This book won't be coming out for a few more months, but I want to start giving some previews and dripping some things out really to show you guys this is not some other self-help bullshit like this is not some bullshit me me telling you the same thing you've read in 20 other books that's not it this is more of a lifestyle guide to being successful and i'm gonna do a special episode on it to just break down what it is and everything that comes in it but the milestone system is essentially a, a process that i've used to create the life that i desire now i wanted to wait to put this book out because the main point of it is this is how i personally generated over six figures and built a million dollar lifestyle but you see how all that was just a bunch of buzzwords like so i've been very patient with this man because i don't want it to sound like everything else and look like everything else that you've seen 
this is very very different because it's full of action steps and strategies and um, not just the mindset crap it's a lot of actual valuable information so sign up to the newsletter you'll get a lot of info on that i'm not selling anything yet just giving a ton of free advice is helping people as much as i can so today i want to get into some personal brand strategies and First of all, before I get too deep into this, understand that the best way to build your personal brand is to focus in one area at a time. I think everybody looked at what Gary Vee said when he talked about being everywhere at once and do everything and took it out of context, you know, like some, for somebody like him that works. That works when you have a ton of people supporting you, you have a ton of content, you know, like it's easy to have unlimited content when you do two speaking engagements a week and you have five meetings with top CEOs around the world and you're always traveling, you'll never run out of Instagram pictures. You'll never run out of videos, you'll never run out of snippets. You'll never run out of anything. It's easy when your life is set up that way. But what about the person who is starting this personal brand from, um, you know, their basement or their spare room or something or shit, their bed, honestly, let's be real. Most people are starting their side hustle from the bed after they got off of work. Like, I know, trust me, I know. When I tell you I know, I got two kids that I have with me right now, my little ones. I have a young, young one, and I have a three-year-old. So I already know what it is, man. I know what it's like to be exhausted after a full day of work. I have three different companies I'm building right now, too. So I understand what it's like to have that work, which is why these strategies are so useful. Because when you have more of a focus and you can put your energy into one area at a time, that's going to help you build your brand faster. It's going to help you sell products faster. And I'll give you some perspective. If you have a product that you develop and let's say you charge 250 bucks after just 20 sales of that one product, you've made $5,000 at 40 sales. You made $10,000. Now you can either look at that and say, wow, making $10,000 is hard. That's a lot of money. Or you could say, well, I only, I only need to sell this product 40 times to make 10 grand. Just think about how many you would need to sell each month to replace your, your income, right? But before we get to the money part, we got to talk about how you build the brand to sell those products. And obviously there are different ways to do this. And I know most people expect me to say podcasting number one. It's actually not. I think the top strategy you can be using is Twitter. And using Twitter in a specific way. Now, again, I'm not selling you some bullshit Twitter course. I'm not doing that. But using Twitter to build your personal brand is really effective because, number one, you can share your perspective on trending topics. That is really, really easy to do. That helps you get ingrained in the industry. That's going to build your brand. You know, whenever something in your world happens, you can share your opinion, your perspective on it. And boom, you look great because now everybody else is looking to you for your opinion. They look to you to see what you have to say, right? Like some people have built a brand and so much so that they get referred content. One of my favorite channels on YouTube is Mediocre Tutorials and Reviews. He doesn't have to go out and look for content anymore. Now people send him content on Instagram. That's the level you want to get to. When something happens in your industry, in your world that's trending, people should come straight to you with it. You know, that's the level of influence you're looking for. And that comes from consistency of sharing content. So on Twitter, it's really easy to do that because you can see an article and then boom, you quote it and then you give your opinion on it in a short thread. Or you could um, 
um, refer back to the people in the article and make a thread on that and just share your opinion. People in politics do this very well. People just don't like it because it's politics and politics are annoying as hell. But <laughs> if you did this with, let's just say fashion, right? Every time something happened in the fashion industry, if you were on there talking about it, you look pretty good, uh, right? That's perfect, right? Now, another part of the Twitter strategy is to be sharing valuable information, meaning strategies and skills, methods, processes, systems, all of that stuff. Share your own stuff. And I know a lot of people are against this because people still content. One of my most viral tweets, I got like maybe 5 million impressions on my account. I tweeted that maybe two or three years ago. You will not believe how many times I've seen people share that on Instagram, on Facebook, and it's from another account, literally word for word, copy and paste it into another account. Exactly what I said. It, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> so I personally don't really care, but I know it bothers some people, you know, and if you are afraid of something like that, then this strategy won't be for you. But I don't believe in that fear simply because you can take what I said and regurgitate it or whatever. You could take it word for word, but you can't really duplicate the impact that I have on people and on the world. So that stealing you're doing isn't going to get you the same results it got me you know it's not going to get you the same impact that it got me you know you could take my entire thread about public speaking and then put it out there but when somebody comes to you to ask you about how do i get on stage or can you help me with this talk or can you help me put together this product i can sell at this next event you won't be able to answer those questions so people stealing from you doesn't really go a long way so sharing that valuable information is really, really helpful. And I say valuable because you have to make sure it's your stuff, your strategy, your system, something new and original, because we reached a point now where all information is out there and it's free. So you're not different if you only share the same thing you read in some bullshit book. Like you read it in a self-help book and you just go and tweet it. That's a platitude. We all know what it is. We've all seen it before. There's nothing different about that. So it's pretty easy to see. You're just trying to get attention, get followers and stuff. And for some people, it actually works. I personally don't like this because it's not going to build your brand. You don't build trust this way. And that's another thing about Twitter. A lot of people go anon. They make anonymous accounts. That works when you're just trying to sell digital products and stuff. But if you want to have a real brand where you get paid to show up to places, where you get paid to speak, where you can get paid to tweet, where you can get paid to post on Instagram, right? You get paid to be who you are. You have to have a brand. You have to have a face. People trust faces. They don't trust random accounts. Like, yeah, they'll go ahead and retweet you and may converse with you on the timeline and stuff. But that's where it stops. Your influence when you are anonymous on Twitter stops on Twitter. Whereas for me, I can take that same influence from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook to LinkedIn shit to Tumblr if I wanted to, because I have a face. I can go into the real world and people will know who I am because I have a face. Now, obviously, all that attention, it, you, you can say it's downside to it. I agree with that. But then the upside massively outweighs that because when I'm anonymous, it eliminates a lot of opportunities I had. A lot of it eliminates a lot of connections because I personally would not trust an, any anonymous account. I, I can't. If I don't know who you are, we've never spoken. We never got on Zoom or something. We've never been on the phone and you're anon. There's no way we're going to be connected like that. It's not going to happen. So you even limited your network opportunity. So think of Twitter as a great viable strategy for your personal brand growth. Again, doesn't have to be complicated. 
just talk about the things that are in your industry trending, connect with other people in your industry that are doing great things, and then share your insight and perspective on how to get certain things and how to be successful in certain areas. Like, for example, if you're in fashion, you want to talk about how you broke into this industry or how you connected with this person or whatever. Give people advice and insight they don't hear every day. That's going to be super, super valuable for your brand. The second strategy you should be using to build your personal brand is being a guest on podcasts. You got to get on other shows. And obviously, if you have a podcast, it's really, really easy to execute this. Like, it's super easy because then you just interview people. And after you interview them, you keep their name and email. You email them a couple weeks later and then you reach out. Hey, you was on my show. It was great. It did very well. I would love to come on your show to talk about da 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 very very easy if you don't have a podcast this is still really easy there are a ton of services out there um, but what you really should be focused on if you you don't have your own platform is connecting with people that do like connect with those people and here's here's a secret you literally plan out your guest appearances like what i mean by that is when i plan my talks it's very effective you know it's not some Again, bullshit. I don't like bullshit, if you haven't noticed. I don't believe in just showing up to talk around in circles and talk about nothing. If I'm going on a podcast about personal branding, I'm going to have a very, very clear method I want to talk about. I'm going to have a very clear system I want to talk about. I'm going to have a very clear topic. I'm going to have a very clear... Everything's going to be clear. Meaning, if we're going to talk about how to build your personal brand or something, I'm going to have three specific strategies that can help people. If we're going to talk about how to grow a podcast, I'm going to have three to five specific action steps you can take to grow your show. And what happens when you are this prepared is you sound so much better on podcasts. See, the reason why people that hate podcasts hate them is because most of the guests are terrible. And I can tell you this from experience. I've been interviewing people for six years now. Most people don't really have a game plan. They just don't. They just come in and expect you to ask stupid questions and they can go around in circles. And maybe, maybe, okay, one thing people do have is like a good story to tell. But again, that gets redundant because most stories are the same. It Most of it isn't like something dramatic. It's like, oh, I lost this person or I went through this. And yeah, it's tragic, but is it really, really that life-changing? We've all heard that shit before. You gotta have something that's different. Like I was in this situation and this happened, this, I overcame it. You know, and then when you are telling your stories, don't make them too long, right? I always have a clock in the back of my mind. If I'm talking, I try not to speak for longer than 45 seconds without the host saying something, because at that point, it's a conversation and less of an interview. People much rather listen to interviews and converse, listen to conversations to interviews, because during a conversation, you feel like you're a part of it. Right. If me and you were talking and you say something, and I say something, I say something, you say something, and we're going back and forth. It's a true dialogue. Now, compare that to you ask me a question and I answer it for five minutes and then you ask another question. I answer for four minutes. That's going to be trash to the audience unless unless I'm saying something very profound. But even then, if you have a game plan and you're prepared, you should be able to answer most questions short and concise. My limit for speaking is about a minute and a half. And again, if I'm talking for a minute and a half, I want to make sure that each word I speak is effective and impactful and useful to the listener. 
Same thing as when I'm on stage speaking. I don't want to waste any of your time. When you listen to me talk, it's going to be valuable. I'm not talking about something that doesn't matter. I'm not giving you useful, useless examples or stories. It's all going to be impactful and useful to your life, to your journey. So again, being prepared is super, super important. Having a list of um, action steps they can take. Also tools. You know, if you have specific tools that you use to get you a certain result, then mention those to the audience. People appreciate stuff like that because if you're telling them how to do something new and they don't know the software they need to do it, then it's kind of useless to tell them. But if you tell them the software, they'll be like, okay, well, this is super helpful because now I know I can go and do this and then I'm going to get this result. You become more valuable to the audience. Just think about how impactful that is when you say, hey, you want to repurpose your videos, you should use a couple different platforms like V.io is really good, but they're a little pricey. If you want a free option that's limited, you can use Kapwing.com. Right now, it's like, wow, this is it's giving out multiple tools. This is really helpful. Now your episode just became super valuable. And now everybody listening is going to share it or refer people to it. Like, listen to this episode. It was super helpful. This guy was an amazing guest. And again, I know this because the guests I've had on my show, the episodes that do the best are the ones who give those step by step strategies. Here's step one, step two, step three. Oh, and here's a tool to do it super valuable another thing that is very very valuable is this is super underestimated is having a great call to action now if you check out profitable public speaking there are three different call to actions you can have pretty much whenever you're speaking on stage or you're a guest somewhere speaking if you're at some event in public virtual whatever even if you're a guest on podcast there are three different call to actions and the best one for podcast is a social follow. That's the best one because when somebody follows you on social, you can get them to immediately take an action. Following you is just one thing, you know, that's just one thing, right? And I'll even, as a pro tip, you could even just say, send me a message. That's also very impactful. And I like this strategy because it's easy. If I tell you to go to blank blank.com slash blank blank that's a lot that's a lot to keep up with man that's that's a lot most people aren't gonna remember all that they'll mess it up and they just say forget it but if i tell you to go on your favorite social platform and find me there and then just shoot me a message that is super valuable because now it's really really fast and easy for you super fast and that's what also here's another pro tip please please make sure your name on social media for your personal brand is simple i can't tell you how many videos i watch and people are shouting out their instagram and it's just like yo i'm never gonna write that down that's impossible impossible to find online it's beautiful with two f's three l's underscore 73 hz like that's too much it is too much make it simple it should be something like your name or a nickname. Very simple. Something extra if you can't get that underscore. Mine is the Coach Chris underscore on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. Very, very simple. So at the end of your episode, when the host is like, hey, where can people find you? You let them know. You can send me a message on Instagram or Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore. And if you have a podcast and you want to know about growing your show or making money from your content, send me your show so I can check it out. I will listen to your show. If I like it, I'll leave a review. If it's bad, I'm going to tell you as well. So reach out to me. That call to action is one of the best I've ever used. 
because it gets a lot of people to take action. I did one podcast and when they put it out that day, I had maybe 25 DMs, which was just amazing. That's like ridiculous numbers. That conversion rate is crazy high. And what happened was I listened to a lot of those shows, pretty much all of them. And, but you know, I'm not listening to somebody's show. They say, listen to it. And they haven't posted in like a month. I'm not listening to that. You don't even care about the show. Stop it. But I went and listened to the shows and then I connected with a lot of the hosts and ended up buying products from me. So the call to action has to be something simple action people can take. Um, and it has to be effective, meaning that it drives the point home of the value you can provide. You see in my call to action, I literally told him, if you want to grow or monetize your show, I'm not going to be around the bush. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not making nothing up. Look, I want to help you grow and make money. That's it. That's it. I'm, I don't believe in the whole beat around the bush and try to fake like you're selling something when you're not. That is really a terrible strategy because now people expect something when they reach out to you and they get something else and then they just are kind of disappointed. So that's not the approach you want to take. You want to be very clear about what you're going to provide them when they do reach out to you. Just get straight to the point. Look, when you reach out to me, I'm going to help you with this, this, and this. That's it. So being a guest on podcast is going to get you to another level, man. And you can pay one of these services a thousand or $2,000 a month, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's a waste of money. Don't do that. Don't do that. Most of them are not giving you like the truth is you can keep that money and then start connecting with the host yourself. Like that's because most of the time those people reach out from the services, they have little to no value to bring to the show because you're only paying the other platform to get on my podcast. And I don't even know you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. Yeah. They sent me a little synopsis or something and a one sheet. Cool. But if you connect with the host, that's more effective. And by connecting, I mean, consume some of their content, listen to the damn show. If you have not listened to the podcast, don't ask me on the show. That's the most inconsiderate asshole, selfish shit in the world. I'm going to be real with you, man. That is one of the most selfish things you can do. And I know if you listen to my show or not, based on how you talk in the first five minutes, we even, before we even start recording, I know I can tell. Now, some people are smart where they'll go back and listen to a few episodes or even skim some episodes. I respect that. But don't try to come on my damn show if you've never listened to it. That is disrespectful, you know, and I wish podcasters would stop saying yes to those people, man. Right. It's just ridiculous. And if you connect with the host on social, you can subscribe to the show, listen to some of it, leave a review before you go on. Because, again, if you want to leave a review on the damn podcast, you should not be a guest on the podcast. You shouldn't. It doesn't make sense. If that podcast isn't good enough for review and a couple listens from you, you should not be a guest on that platform. Because now you're clearly going on there just to sell. That's it. You're just trying to sell something to the audience, which sounds noble to you. It sounds like it makes sense, but it does not. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Those episodes are always the worst because the guests are terrible. It's literally an infomercial. They spend 40 minutes talking about themselves and their product and how it can help somebody. That's not valuable to the audience, fam. You think it is. You think it's noble, but it's not. It's terrible content. And I don't even post episodes like that. After an interview, if it's that bad, I'll listen back to some of it. If I see this infomercial, I'll let the host know, look, this interview will not be aired. This episode was not up to my standard. 
over the years, I've gotten rid of at least 50 interviews now. I'm okay with turning people down and saying, no, this doesn't work. I have more than enough guests to have more than enough content. I don't need you as a guest on my show. So if you do get a privilege to be on a podcast, be prepared and present some great content, man. Actually help somebody answer questions. Be of value. So the third way to grow your personal brand is to get on stage and speak. And I talked about this recently in another episode, so I won't drag on here too much. But being on stage in front of people in your market and in your industry is just so beneficial to your brand. And I say this because, number one, it's not really a lot of competition, to be honest. Be real with you. Most of the people that are trying to go to events and speak and stuff don't qualify to speak there, number one. Secondly, they don't really have anything of value to say. So if you have uh, better methods or strategies and a plan and you're prepared, you're already one of the best. Like, it's that easy. And then you can do virtual or live events. Either one will work. So it's just so many upsides to public speaking that I'm always shocked when people don't do it. Um, I also think it's one of the best ways to build authority. You know, you connect with other people in your industry that are at the top of the game. And again, if you do this part, public speaking, this will help you with everything else I've talked about. It could help you grow on Twitter because you're on stage with the right people that also have a Twitter account and they're like big. They have massive followers already. They give you a shout out, show you some love that can grow your brand as well. Or they might have a podcast. Most of them do. Now, since you speak on the same stage, since you spoke on the same stage as them, you can literally tell them, hey, look, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. And they're going to say yes. They might even ask you. Like It's that easy, right? So public speaking is one of those things that it's like right up there with having a good book. You know, having a good book is another great thing for your personal brand. I just didn't want to put that in this episode because I think most people are far away from a book. It's a lot you should have in place before you go to the book. Let me just say that. And I know that from experience. The best thing you can do with getting on stage is kind of set the foundation for your brand, too. You know, that's something you probably won't be able to do it in the first like 30 days. Let's say first two months, three months, it'll be difficult. But after you put out a lot of content online and by a lot, I mean, literally two to three pieces of content per week consistently for three months. Now you'll be in more of a I would say you have better chances to be a public speaker at that point because you put out content. You've probably been a guest on some podcasts. Um, you probably share some videos, definitely some audio, hopefully. So that means you kind of build some brand up, some leverage a bit. You know, you have a, a bit of a look, you know, you have a bit of a feel. And now people that are looking at you, decision makers for these events will look at you and say, yeah, you could be one of our entry level speakers. You might be on a panel or something. You might end up getting a breakout session. Um, if you do the virtual events, you can move even faster because they'll still give you 30 to 45 minutes if you know what you're talking about. Um, so public speaking is one of the most beneficial things you can do. And I, I don't know if I would say it's the easiest, but it's definitely something everybody should be doing if you want a personal brand. Like if you want a strong personal brand where you're making money simply from being who you are, you should be public speaking. No question. No doubt about it. That's not even up for a debate because all the upsides to it compared to the work you have to do to be successful in it. It's just such a win. And then if you're in certain industries, when you get to a certain point, you start getting paid to speak more. You know, if you're doing sales or anything in a corporate world, I mean, those of those kind of engagements, 5,000, 10,000, 
$20,000 to speak for an hour. You know, if you have a training tied to your public speaking, you could do that speech and then also do a whole weekend of training and make 50 grand. I've seen it, you know, and again, that's only majorly in a corporate world. It happens in other places, but mostly corporate. Um, so like, also think about that, you know, what industry you're in, what niche you're in. But overall, I want you to understand that you only need to focus on one of these strategies at a time. Meaning if you're going to be a guest on podcast, okay, until you get, let's just say three guest appearances booked or let, let's say four, one per week for three months in a row, you should not be trying to do everything else. Like put all your energy into being a guest first, right? That's what's one of the best things you can do. Focus on that first. Now, once you have them booked and they're set up, you're prepared for all of them. Now you can say, okay, I want to do some events. All right. Now you start doing research, try to get one event per month. That works too. Okay. That worked very well. Now I'm going to start building my brand on Twitter. You know, you can do these in whatever order is comfortable for you. I just think it's most beneficial when you're focused, when you're focused and lasered in on one thing, one specific result, it's way easier to be effective and productive. You'll be more efficient. You know, now what you're saying and doing is more impactful. People are listening, they're tuned in, and you're going to have a massive, massive impact on the world overall, man. I'm telling you, that's the best way to impact this world is to just be focused on one thing. And if you want to put a time frame on it, let's just say 90 days, right? 90 days over a year, you can massively expose your personal brand. If every three months you're focused on one specific growth strategy, and I might put together a little program on that. I think that'll be helpful for a lot of people. Um, just on the different strategies you can execute and what that looks like you know, and it won't be anything like how to write a book or some shit like that. I'm not going to do that to you, but how to actually build your brand in an effective way. Like, how do you do this process of being a guest on a podcast, being a great guest, and then do it over and over again to where you have one every week for three months without paying to be on these shows? Because you shouldn't be paying some guest platform a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars a month. Like now, if you want to be on 20 podcasts in a month, then that's fine. You know, if you want to make that a business, cool. But if you're just trying to build your personal brand, it's way more effective if you focus solely on being a guest and being a high quality guest. So I don't know, I might put that together. That could be really helpful for some people. If you want to know more about that, if you have any feedback or any questions or anything, or even a strategy you might want me to focus on specifically, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at the coach Chris underscore. Also, profitable public speaking is available link is down in the description below go and get your spot now um, i'm super excited uh also to build my mailing list again i'm gonna be honest with y'all man i'm gonna be more consistent with the newsletter because the milestone system is coming man i see the world needs this now is the perfect time to put it out there um, so again follow up with that it's all linked down below thank you for tuning in i will see you on thursday special episode episode 400 it's been a long time coming man i can't wait tuning in i'm coach chris your greatness awaits
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Danielle Wiley hosts a great podcast called The Art of Sway. Danielle, tell us what you talk about on the show. The Art of Sway brings listeners inside the world of marketing as seen through the lens of influence. So each week I chat with an expert guest for a lively discussion about connecting ideas with audiences in an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other. Wow. And where can people subscribe? Go to theartofswaypodcast.com, find the show at marketingpodcasts.net, or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.